Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 80. Um, today we're going to get into a reaction to the divisional round, uh, conference title game predictions, buying or selling NFC NFL offseason edition, updated Champions League round of 16 predictions, who I think will finish top four in the five major leagues, how I think the seeding will end up in each conference come years end in the NBA, then we'll get into combat sports, boxing, and MMA, react to UFC 283, look ahead at some future cards, and then I'll dive into my Cowboys offseason talk. Sucks that I had to have to get into this now, but we will get into that for sure. Um, but let's react to the division round. Eagles dominate Giants 38-7, proved to just be too much for the G-Men. Yeah, it was, you know, I thought the Eagles could maybe keep it a little close, but that obviously wasn't the case. That was a pure domination by the Eagles. They looked phenomenal. Um... And they advanced the NFC title game. I mean, that was a dominant performance by the Eagles. They looked absolutely unbelievable. Niners and Cowboys defense defenses shine, but Dak throws two picks and poor performance. Yeah, uh, that was kind of the deciding factor was the two turnovers, and we really just couldn't get anything going. Uh, obviously, Pollard getting hurt was really tough because it t- really lost us a lot of versatility. We don't have any receivers that get separation besides CeeDee Lamb as it is. Um, and then you lose, and then you lose Tony Pollard, who's your versatile guy who can catch out of the backfield, inside zone, outside zone. You lose him, and it was kind of tough. It really just made the offense stagnant, and just never really had a chance. And Niners got it done. I thought our defense was unbelievable. Um, really held CMC and Debo and Kittle till the second half in check. Um, thought we did really well. I think, you know, if you'd have told me the Cowboys defense held the Niners to 19, I would assume the Cowboys would have won that game. But, you know, when you score 12 points, you're not going to win many football games. So Niners and Eagles in the in the conference title. Despite Mahomes' injury, Chiefs take care of Jags 27-20. Yeah, I mean, Chad Henney led a great drive, a touchdown drive, and then Mahomes able to come back and played pretty well on that one. You know, having a having a, a bum ankle, basically, a high high ankle sprain, which is tough to play with, no matter the tape job or not, tough to play with a, uh, an ankle like that. But they hang on and get it done. They're in the AFC title game. Burrow and Bengals walk through the Bills, though, 27-10. That was surprising. I wasn't necessarily surprised the Bengals won. I'm surprised that they won that easily, though. Uh, they dominated the game. Uh, from start to finish, it was all Bengals and, you know, Sen Allen and... We're going to get into more offseason, I think. I'm just going to do the Cowboys today, but maybe, you know, next week we'll do, we'll pick six teams or five teams to go through, you know, maybe four teams, maybe two teams that lose, the two teams that lose the title games, then we'll maybe throw, like, the Bills in there and then another NFC team. Um, But, yeah, uh, great, great win for the Bengals, and they're going to play the Chiefs in the conference title. So let's get into that. Um, Oh, yeah, I did have to do, I'm going to do one thing here. All right, so conference title games. NFC title game, 49ers at Eagles, Sunday at 2 p.m. Um, both these games are very tough to predict. Either I mean, either of these four could win the Super Bowl. Obviously, they're here for a reason. Um, but the, all these four, all four of these teams are very, very good. I've, you know, I've said all year the 49ers were the best team in the NFC. Or, I mean, I've said it for the past eight weeks, I should say, that the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, and you know they should get to the Super Bowl. I do think the Cowboys found a bit of a recipe. Stop the run and just make Brock Purdy drop back and make plays. Now, he didn't turn the ball over, 
but he wasn't spectacular against the Cowboys. Um, I think the Eagles, luxury for the Eagles, they probably don't have as good as a pass rush as the Cowboys, but they have a much better secondary. If they can get some type of pass rush and force him to throw into coverage, I think the Eagles will win this game. And with the versatility the Eagles have, two good backs in Sanders and Scott and Gainwell, three versatile backs, a versatile quarterback, a good, in my opinion, a really good number two, a unbelievable number one, and then a speedster in Quez, and a really good tight end, and a really good O-line. I'm going to go the Eagles. And I know I'm not, I'm not an Eagles fan, obviously, by any means. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I, I dislike the Eagles. But I think the Eagles win this game 23-20. Um, I think game-winning field goal by the Eagles, or late field goal, and then they get a stop. Eagles win it 23-20 and head to the Super Bowl. AFC title game, Bengals at Chiefs, Sunday at 5.30 p.m. The Bengals looked, in my opinion, awful against the Ravens, and they looked spectacular against the Bills. I should say the Bengals' offense looks looked bad against the uh, Ravens. The defense did not. The defense has played well. Even Mahomes at an 80 to 90%, 80%, 90%, at home, all the talk's been... Burrow, you know, Burrow just has uh, has just gets it done against Allen and Mahomes. I think he's undefeated against both. I know he's three and zero against Mahomes. I think he's undefeated against Allen. Mahomes on one leg. This is the yeah. This is it for the Chiefs. You know, no Tyree kill. They've been hearing all year, and they still went fourteen and three. You know, the defense has honestly played really, really good. The defense has played really good as of late. I think it's going to be a little bit more points though than people think. I'm going to go 31-30, Kansas City. I'm going to roll with Mahomes. It's not an ultra-confident pick because I think these are. The, I think the winner of this is going to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. I've always said 49ers, if they make it, they're, if it's not the Chiefs, I think I'd pick the Niners. I don't think I would anymore. I think I would go. If it was Bengals-Niners, I would go Bengals. And I would go either one of these teams. Now I would go either one of these teams over the Eagles and the Niners. So... I'm going to go Chiefs by one based on I'm taking Patrick Mahomes to figure out a way to get it done. I think Pacheco's going to have a good game. I think they're going to have to establish a run so Mahomes doesn't have to drop back 45 times with that ankle. And I think Pacheco's going to run well. I think Mahomes is going to play well. And I think the Chiefs find a way to get it done, 31-30 at home. It's going to be Chiefs-Eagles in the Super Bowl. Could be. And again, these two games are, in my opinion, you can argue both ways. If somebody wanted to argue me the Niners are going to win, I'd probably say you have every reason to pick that. If somebody wanted to argue me the Bengals should are going to win, I would give you. I would say, yeah, I can understand why. So buying or selling NFC NFL offseason edition. So I'm just going to read through. How about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of these? I'm just going to read through them. I'm going to tell you if I'm buying it or I'm going to sell. Rogers plays for a different team next year. I'm going to buy. I think the Packers are kind of now getting tired of this is kind of the fourth straight offseason Rodgers has done this where he's kind of holding them hostage a little bit on am I going to play, am I not? Because the problem with him not knowing if he's going to play or not, they don't know what to do. Because they're sitting there like, well, if he's going to play, we're gonna, maybe we'll go out and sign some guys. If he's not going to play, maybe we maybe we unload some guys and go into a rebuild and roll Jordan Love. I'm going to say the Packers just say, F it. We're just going to trade you. 
we're going to trade you, and uh, we're going to move on here. So I'm going to buy that Rodgers plays for a different team next year. Colts still go veteran QB over drafting one. This one was tough. I think it depends on what veteran. Do I think they go out there and just get a Jimmy G um, or Ryan Tannehill or just somebody like that, a Baker? I don't. Now, if they have the ability to get a Rodgers, Brady, or Carr, I would say I would say that I'm buying it. So it depends on who – it's kind of tough. If they can't land Rodgers or Carr, because I don't think Brady's going to Indianapolis. If they can't land Rodgers or Carr, I'm going to say sell. They will draft one. If Now, of course, if they could land Rodgers or Carr – then I'm buying it, obviously. I don't think they're just going to go for a Jimmy G or a Baker, though. Maybe they go for one of them on a one-year deal and you know still draft one. They're not going all in, though, for a Jimmy G or Baker and giving them a three-, four-year deal. I'm going to say they land one of them, though. So I'm going, to, I'm going to buy because I think they do land one of them. I think the two... Because I think Brady... Brady's going to be interesting. I think he's going to want to play either... I think he's going to play either in Tampa... Vegas or San Fran. I think those are the three options. I don't think he wants to go to the Colts or the Jets. So I'm going to say the two biggest are going to gets are going to be the Jets and the Colts. I think the Jets and the Colts will end up with Rodgers and Carr. Preferably, I think Carr to the Jets and Rodgers to the Colts. That's kind of what I think. So Tom Brady plays for the Bucks next year. This is tough for me because I wouldn't be shocked if he does. They did fire left, which I thought was interesting, and maybe they're trying to have him, you know, pick who could be the next offensive coordinator. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm going to say that uh does he play for the Bucks next year? Fuck. I really just don't know why he would go to the AFC. I think if he wants to still win, and I know he might might not be looking at it this way, you got to think the NFC's easier to win. So I'm actually buy. I'm going to think I'm going to say look at the weapons. And if the O-line can just get be healthy, they would have been fine. I'm going to buy that he plays for the Bucks next year. Bears definitely trade down in the draft. This is tough because, yes, they could trade down. Where to, though? I don't think they want to trade out of the top four because they know that Houston's going to take quarterback at two, right? I think their best trade down would be to just flip one and two because then if you trade one for two, because Houston could be Houston could just say, fuck, I know that the Bears aren't drafting a quarterback, but what if they get a call from the Colts or the Seahawks at 4-5 and they trade up to get the guy we want, if that's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, whoever they love. So maybe Houston bites the bullet and says, fuck it, we'll trade up, we'll give you 12 in this pick for one. And then the Bears are like, yeah, we love that because then we still get our guy, whether it's Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. And then you also get a bonus first-round pick maybe to help your quarterback with a receiver. Hmm. I am going to buy. I think they do trade down. I think that they they won't trade down far. I would be actually shocked if they traded five. I would, wouldn't be shocked if they traded four with the Colts. Because yes, obviously the Cardinals are going to get to pick before you between Jalen Carter and Will Anderson, but you're still going to at least get one of them. And if you trade with the Colts, you're probably going to get more draft capital. Now, the only good thing is with the Texans, you'll probably get that pick 12 and 2. So you have two top 12 picks. With the Colts, though, you might get a first and a second this year and a first next year. So you might get two first and a second. It'll be interesting. I think they would prefer, obviously, just to do 1-2 and maybe then flip 2 for 4. But then would the Colts probably be like, well, 
we don't really need to trade up now because we know that we're going to get our quarterback at four. But I think if you trade one to two, then you have the option before Arizona to get Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, whoever, whichever one you really love. Now, if they just see it as, we think these two are the best, so we'll trade down to four, knowing that it's going to go quarterback one, two, and then the Cardinals will pick Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, and we'll get the other, and we're fine with that, then that's different. Now, but if they see, like, let's just say they love Will Anderson, they see him as the absolute best player in this draft, they probably want to just do one for two. Will Levis is quarterback two in the draft and not CJ Shroud. I'm selling this. Will Levis does have a lot of great traits about him, physical traits. I think Stroud does as well. And I think film does have to come into play a little bit. I thought Will Levis, I understand he was at Kentucky and Stroud was at Ohio State. I just think CJ Stroud's better though. Um, so I am selling this. I do not think Will Levis is quarterback too. I think a team would make a grave mistake by taking Levis over Stroud. Cowboys will move on from Dak this offseason. I'm going to sell. I don't think they will. I would like them to. I don't think they will, though. I'd be shocked if they do, actually. Um, but yeah, I uh, he'll be the quarterback in Dallas next year. Unless something crazy happens to where they can absolutely know for sure they can get Rodgers or Lamar. Uh, Giants give Daniel Jones a long-term contract. I'm buying this. I do think they will, which is, and to me, not. I wouldn't. If I was them, I'd be looking to make a play for a Rodgers or a Lamar, or even I would rather have Derek Carr. Um, I do think Daniel Jones is a solid quarterback. Dayball's made him a C- minus to probably a B- minus, C-plus quarterback. So I do understand that he had a good season. I just think your ceiling is not high. It's, you can't. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones. It's kind of where I'm at with the Cowboys. And I think the Cowboys have a better ceiling with Dak than the Giants do with Jones. I think the Cowboys can win a playoff game or two. They won one this year. I don't think they would win another one, though. I do think he gets a contract in, so I'm going to buy it. Lions roll with Goff next year, but draft his future replacement. Yeah, I do think they have two picks in the top 15, I think. I do think that they their first pick will be a defensive player, but I do think with that middling pick, they could either trade up to get Richardson or Levis, or they could sit if Richardson's falling. I do think they will draft a quarterback, though, in this class. Uh, D-Hop will be a Chief or Bill next season. So this is me banking on... Yeah, so I'm bu- I'm buying that the Lions draft his replacement. So this is me banking on two teams that get D-Hop. Well, the Bills could... I don't think Gabe Davis is the guy. I think they could move Gabe Davis. I don't know what his contract... Here, I guess we could probably look, couldn't we? Let's look at Gabe Davis's contract. If he's in the final year of his deal... Could you flip Gabe Davis in a pick? I just want to see the salary breakdown. Could you flip Gabe Davis in a pick for um, DeAndre Hopkins if he's in the last year's deal? Maybe the Cardinals like, yeah, we'll take a second from you. We'll take Gabe Davis because he's on the final year of his deal. We'll play with him, and then we can either let him walk in free agency or trade him by the deadline, um, and you get D-Hop. Chiefs are going to probably have – Juju's going to be a free agent. Hardman's going to be a free agent. Um, oh, so Gabe Davis already signed an extension. Oh, no, 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 he hasn't. Gabe Davis will be a free agent next year. So here you go. He will be a free agent next year. So that means that you could, theoretically, trade him this offseason and maybe a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, and you have D-Hop and Diggs. 
Chiefs also, on the other hand, Kadarius Toney, I believe, is the only receiver under contract. Maybe Justin uh, Watson. And Travis Kelsey, obviously, at tight end. You have Hardman in free agency. You have Juju in free agency. And you could cut Valdez Scantling and lose no money after this season. Could they be in the works to maybe trade a second and a fourth or something like that? And they bring in D-Hop. And then maybe just try to, re- you know, you get D-Hop. You have D-Hop, Tony, Kelsey. And then maybe you just try to re-sign one of them. Maybe Juju back. Who knows? Um, yeah, so the Bills could move off of Gabe Davis for sure. I'm going to buy that. I think he will be a Bill or a Chief. I'm going to buy it. If Jets got Carr or Rodgers, they are for sure a playoff team next season. I'm going to buy that. The defense is set. They have weapons. They have a good running back if he can return. They have a good number two running back. O-line needs to get healthy. But if they got Carr or Rodgers, I think they're 100% a playoff team next year. Uh, Lamar plays elsewhere next season. Ooh. You know, I've two months ago I would have said no chance they could do that, right? But just because just from the rumblings you hear lately, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy that Lamar Jackson plays for elsewhere next year. I think it's gonna be in the NFC. I think that's where he wants to go. Everything I've heard, uh, Falcons, Commanders are on the are on the list. The Panthers, um, possibly the Saints. So, yeah, I'm going to buy that he plays elsewhere next season. I think we're going to see a ton of quarterbacks playing new. You can see four top, well, there'd be four top 13 quarterbacks playing in a new team. Rodgers, Carr, Brady, Lamar. And then you still got Jimmy G out there. He's going to go somewhere. I'm just saying. I think so. So let's go through my updated Champions League predictions. So AC Milan, Tottenham. I'm going to go first leg draw. It's in Milan. I'm going to go second leg 3-1 Tottenham. They advance 4-2 on AG. PSG Bayern, I'm going 4-2 PSG at home. And then I'm going 3-3 jaw, 7-5 PSG on ag. Uh, Club Bruges and Benfica, give me 1-1 draw at Bruges and 2-1 Benfica win for them at home. Benfica advance, 3-2 on aggregate. Uh, And I'll probably have another one before the Champions League actually starts. I think it starts the 14th of February. I'll probably have another updated one out. Just, you know, teams injured, what form are they in, stuff like that. Um, Dortmund, Chelsea, I'm going to go 3-0 Dortmund in the first leg at home and then 2-1 Chelsea in the second leg, but Dortmund goes on 4-2 on ag. Liverpool, Real Madrid, obviously a little bit of a homer pick here probably. Uh, 2-0 Liverpool at home and then 2-1 Madrid, I'm so I'm going 3-2 Liverpool on aggregate. Uh, Frankfurt and Napoli, um, Frankfurt's played really well this year too. Uh, I think 1-1 draw at, uh, uh, at Frankfurt and then I'm going to go 2-0 Napoli. Uh, and in Napoli, so three one Napoli advances. Napoli's also on fire. They're going to run away with Serie A probably. Leipzig versus City. Leipzig's played really well. I think this can be closer than what I had it for the first prediction. I'm going Leipzig two one at home, but then City comes out like City does and three zero at home. They'll advance four two on AG. Inter and Porto. Give me two one Inter at home, and then one one draw at Porto. Inter advances three two on aggregate. So now who I think will finish top four in the five major leagues in League One. I'm going to go PSG 1, Marseille 2, RC Lens 3, and I'm going to go Monaco at 4. In the Bundesliga, I'm going Bayern 1, Leipzig 2. Give me Dortmund, who is uh, starting to play a little better. Uh, they're going to finish 3, and I'm going to go Freiburg at 4. Serie A, Napoli cruises. I'm going AC Milan, Inter Milan 2-3, and I think Roma gets in over Lazio at 4. Uh, La Liga. I'm going Barcelona, Madrid. I'm going Sociedad, and I'm actually going to go Villarreal over Atletico. I do not think Atletico is very good this year. I'm going to go Villarreal to finish fourth. 
And in the Prem, I'm going Man City to come back and get it. I think they beat AC or Arsenal twice. And then I'm going Arsenal 2, Man U 3, Newcastle 4. Okay, and let's get into how I think the seeding will end up in each conference come year's end. Next week, we'll have two mock drafts. We'll have an updated uh, NFL mock draft, and we'll have a uh, NBA mock draft next week as well. Um, so I'm going Celtics to finish first, Bucks 2, Sixers 3, Nets 4, Cavs 5. would be a great first-round series, Nets-Cavs, huh? Heat 6, you'd also get Heat six, uh, Sixers. And then I'm going Hawks 7, Knicks 8. So that's a 7-8 matchup um, for the play-in. And then Bulls 9, Pacers 10 for the 9-10. Uh, Raptors 11 could be worse. I could have the Wizards over them, depending on what the Raptors do um, at the trade deadline. Um, Wizards 12, Magic 13, Hornets 14, Pistons 15. In the West, I'm going Nuggets 1, Grizzlies 2, Kings 3, Suns 4, Pelicans 5, Clippers 6, Mavs 7, Warriors 8, so a Mavs-Warriors playing matchup, and then Lakers 9, Jazz 10, I would have... Oh, so, okay, if I did my predictions, I'd have the Hawks beating the Knicks, and I'd have the Knicks beating the Bulls, so the Hawks and Knicks 7-8 would get in. In the West, I'd have the Warriors beating the Mavs, Lakers beating the Jazz, and then the Lakers beating the Mavs, so the Lakers get in at the 8, the Warriors at the 7. Uh, Wolves 11, Blazers 12, Thunder 13, Rockets 14, and Spurs find their way to 15. Uh, let me get a drink real quick before we start combat sports. No UFC card this weekend. Um, we will look at some of the cards that are through. I believe they have three pay-per-views planned out already. So we'll take a look at those cards, give some early thoughts. Um, and Ganu could box Derek Chizora in his first boxing bout under Misfits Boxing, which people don't know that's KSI's boxing. That's partnered with The Zone. It would be a pro boxing match, I believe. Uh, ten rounds, I think, is what the rumor could be, or eight rounds. Eight or ten rounds against Chizora. Um, I think that is actually a very... If it's not straight to Fury, I think that's actually a very good first fight for him. Chizora, very aging. Um, I think he could get him out of there with his power. I also think Chizora could knock him out, though, too. I think it's a great matchup for Nganu, though, for his first one. If you're going to fight a guy with a name and it's not going to be the Fury or Wilder or Joshua, I think that's the best fight for him, boxing-wise. Uh, Fury and Usyk, everything you hear on social media, it's just them pissing off. Um, it's near; They're nearing a deal. I'm here in April or May. Uh, for the undisputed heavyweight title, both I think just I think it's probably about rematch clauses at this point. Um, I think if Fury wants one, then Usyk's going to want one, or they both just say no, we're not doing it. I'm guessing both will have it though. I'm guessing we'll get a rematch out of that. Uh, is Jake Paul Tommy Fury actually going to happen? I don't know. I haven't heard anything official ever since the report came out last week. Haven't heard anything official on Paul Fury. You never know if these two fucks. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, MMA headlines and discussions. So we'll go through UFC 283's main fights. Uh, Jamal Hill shows he is leveled up. Beats Glover in five-round lopsided war. He won all five rounds, 50-44 on all cards, I believe. Dominant performance. He looked tremendous. Stopped 15-17 takedowns. That was, the, that was how the fight was determined. Because Glover, I, just Glover didn't have the speed, in my opinion, to deal with Jamal. The kicks were huge. The head kicks. I mean, he wobbled them three or four times with head kicks. Jamal Hill looked spectacular. Glover retires. Hell of a career by Glover. Um, I think if he would have won that fight, he would have still fought another one. I think it was... He realized, though, that, okay, I may have slowed down a little. And I don't even know if he slowed down. I just think that he realized, I'm 43. It's time. And uh, I'm happy for Glover. He got his title. 
Um, obviously lost it in a wild fashion to Yuri and then kind of got bumped out because Yuri's shoulder injury and then they get a draw and then he's like gets kind of blessed with this like MMA gods, you know, gave him a gift there and giving him Jamal Hill the title, but obviously he couldn't win it, but it is what it is. Great career for Glover. Moreno beats Figgy in fight four via doctor stoppage after round three. Yeah, people were bitching at first that it was a thumb. It was not. It was a knuckle that closed the eye, and that was all she wrote. Moreno ends it. Figueredo moves up to Bantamweight after, he says. Uh, Burns walks through Magny once big fight next. Called out Colby, but I saw on Twitter uh, earlier, I think it was either yesterday or early this morning, uh, him and Bilal could fight. Uh, Gilbert said, I want a big fight, and Bilal says, I want a big fight too. You know, I think that you could get Bilal and Gilbert next, which would be an outstanding fight. So let's go through what's next um, for after UFC 283 for some of the main fighters. Paul Craig, I th- Dominic Reyes, if he's going to fight again, I think that's a fight to make. Um, decent fight for Reyes. Honestly, if he loses to Craig, could be over. I mean, Paul Craig's no slouch, but I think Dominic Reyes should be able to beat him. Uh, Johnny Walker probably jumps into the top 10. I think Volkan Ozdemir is a great fight. Uh, stand up. I think Johnny Walker's patience is paying off for him at this point. And uh, I think he's looking to get on a run. I think Ozdemir is a great step. Uh, Neil Magny, I go. Michelle Pereira, I think he has a fight coming up. But if he were to win that, I think Magny Pereira is a great fight. Gilbert Burns, again, just talked about it. I put it down after the fight. I did all. I did these what's next right after the fights. I'm going Bilal Muhammad. I think that's a fight to make. I don't know what Colby's doing. He's looking for the Hamzat fight or maybe a replacement if Usman or Edwards falls through. But yeah, I'm going to go Bilal Muhammad for Gilbert Burns. For Davidson Figueredo, first fight at Bantamweight, I don't think he's just thrown to the Wolves. I'm, I, I put Song Yudong down. I think that'd be a great fight. You know, Yudong, tough as they come, good striking. I think that's a great matchup. Brandon Moreno, it's easy. Alexander Pantoja, he's lost to him. Pantoja's won seven or so in a row. I think that's the fight to make. Jamal Hill, Yuri Prohoshka, if he's healthy. Um, if not, it's got to be Ankalaev or Blahovich. We don't really know. Dana, you know, Dana or... Dana and uh, those guys haven't really said like what could be next there at light heavyweight. Could you do Anthony Smith, who's coming off a loss? Who's he was supposed to fight in March? Probably not going to give it to Smith after he was the replacement and uh, missed weight. Um, if Yuri's ready to go, obviously uh, Glover's teammate um, Poatan, um, Alex Pereira, who just knocked out Izzy, he's a big guy. He said that he'd be willing to step up and do it. Maybe that's a fu- that'd be a fun one too. So yeah, a lot of options right now for Jamal, but it's not clear on the options because you got an injured fighter in Yuri. You got Anthony Smith who missed weight and coming off a loss. Ankalaev and Blahovich coming off that draw, right? Pereira probably going to fight Izzy or Whitaker. We'll see what happens, but nothing's clear right now, so we'll see. And so let's get into some, let's look ahead at some future cards here. Um, Google, let's just go start at UFC 283. They have a break. And then I think there's a fight night, and then a pay per view. The pay per views come quick. Um, so let's go UFC fight night. Lewis versus Spivak. Uh, Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. Good fight. Not the best card though. Uh, Dohoy Choice fighting Kyle Nelson, Tybura and Ivov, Ivanov. Um, Do Young June versus Devin Clark. It's an okay fight. Um, it's it's the uh, road to the UFC tournament finals for the lightweight the featherweight the bantamweight and the flyweight so those will be interesting to watch um but yeah not a great card and then we get into ufc 284 mahachev versus alexander volkanovsky in the main event obviously a great fight co-main event interim featherweight title fight yair Rodriguez, josh emmett another great fight 
uh, welterweight bout between Jack De La Maddalena and Randy Brown. That should be a really good one. It's not the. It's not going to blow your. It's not going to blow your hair off the rest of the card after the after the top two. But the top two sell it in my opinion. Justin Toffa, Parker Porter, Jimmy Croup, Menafield. It's an okay card. Uh, it's not. It's not like I said. Not going to blow your hair off. But it, it's a good card, especially the main two are really, really good. Now, I love this fight. Uh, UFC Fight Night, Vera versus Sandhagen. Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sandhagen. Come on. Talia Santos, Aaron Blanchfield. That's a great fight. Um, let's see what else we got. St. Prue, Philip Lins, William Knight, Marcin Pracino, Jim Miller, Benitez, Ger- Gerald Merchart's on the card. It's an okay fight night. Those top two fights are bangers, though. That'll be a good fight night there. UFC Fight Night 220 have not really filled this one out, have they? Krylov and Ryan Spann, Tatiana Suarez, De La Rosa, uh, Andre Munez, Brendan Allen. I don't know if they've gotten a main event for that one. Hopefully they get a better one. And then we go to Jones gone. I mean, here we go, right? A um, lot of rumors on this one. You got Jones versus Cyril gone. Viviana Ararjo, Amanda Nunes. Bo Nickel, Jamie Pickett, Jeff Neal, Shavkop, Brunson, Duplessis, Garbrandt, Julian Ars, Julian Marquez, Mark Andre Berrialt, Jessica Penne, Tabitha Ricci, uh, Jalen Turner, Dan Hooker, Valentina Grasso for the Fullman's Flyweight. That card is unreal. Great card there at UFC 285 on March 4th. Uh, another good fight night main event Peter Yam, Marab Divashili. Also on the card right now, Syed Nurmagomedov, Jonathan Martinez, Alexander Romanov, Alexander Volkov, Rafael Sunsau, Kyler Phillips, uh, Mario Batista, Guido Canetti, um, Tyson Nam versus Bruno Gustavo da Silva, Anthony Smith versus To Be Determined if he stays on the card. That's March 4th, UFC Fight Night. Um, and then what are they what, what are they rumoring for this one? Yeah, I, this one could be the... It's Edwards Usman and the co-main event could be... Um, who is the potential co-main? Oh, Nunez versus... Who is Nunez supposed to fight? Nunez versus somebody, right? Nunez is going to be on one of these two... One of the two, 285 or 286. Um, Justin Gaethje, Faziev. Oh, my goodness. Vittori, Delice, Gunnar Nelson, D-Rod, Jack Shore, Makwam Akami, um, Amerikami, Nathaniel Wood, uh, Leron Murphy, uh, Joe M. Wood versus uh, Luana Carolina... Really, good. Jai Herbert on the card. Jennifer Maya, Casey O'Neill. This would be a good. This would be a good pay per view as well. It's at the O2, March 18th in London. All right, so this one UFC on ESPN 43 um, at San, San Antonio. They'll build a good card for this one because it's on the road fight night. So far, Sean Brady, Michelle Pereira. Wow, what a fight! Macy Barber, Andre Lee, Casares, Nate Le- uh, Landwehr. Great card, so good card so far. I'm sure they'll get. I'm sure they'll make that one a great one though. Two eighty seven. Now rumored to have uh, Henry Cejudo versus uh, Aljamain Sterling. Also for this card, Gaslam, Chris Curtis, Cynthia Calvillo, Lupita Gardinez, Michelle Waterson, Luana Perino, Rob Font, Adrian Yanez. Good card so far. I don't know if they've gone this far, though. UFC Fight Night, 222. Nothing great. There's some good fights, actually. Carvalho, Chris Gutierrez. Or no, Pedro Munoz, Chris Gutierrez. Barboza versus Quarantillo. TJ Brown versus Bill Algeo. Okay, good start there for that fight night. I don't know if they've gone this far. Okay, they have some. Bobby Green, Jared Gordon. Song Yadong is matched up with Ricky Simone right now. Wow. Okay, have they gone past that? 
No, they have not. Okay, so yeah, that's a look ahead for some good cards coming up. Really good cards. So let's get in to finish up the pod of the Cowboys offseason. Let me grab a drink before we get into this. So we're going to do what to do with key free agents, what to do with aging or declining vets, what to do with Dak, and then I do have a mock draft. I did a mock draft. Obviously, this won't be very, very realistic because the computer might not draft how it's how it would probably go, right? So it's it's you know it's what the computer did and what was there for me to take. Um, so what to do with key free agents? Tony Pollard who broke his fibula, Dalton Schultz, Connor McGovern, Leighton Van Dresch, and Donovan Wilson. I'm letting Dalton Schultz walk. I don't think they need to pay him. I think Jake Ferguson had a really good season. I think Hendershot's pretty good too. I don't think you pay Schultz $12 million. I really don't. Tony Pollard, bad thing for Pollard. He costs himself 4 to $5 million a year probably. That's a good thing for the Cowboys though. You must re-sign Tony Pollard now if you're Dallas. I would argue re-sign him anyway. You re-sign him. Connor McGovern, depend what the market is for him. You know, Depends really what the market is for Connor McGovern. I wouldn't mind him, but I also wouldn't mind drafting an offense lineman or picking up a different a veteran offense lineman, a uh, guard, a left guard, that could be cheaper. Um, but I would like to bring him back. I don't think he had a bad year. Um, it just really can depend on the price. These last two guys, I think, are must resigns as well with, with Tony Pollard. Van Der Esch is a must resign. I would use the franchise tag on him if you have to. And Donovan Wilson, the safety, I think you have to bring him back. Pollard, Van Der Esch, and Wilson are must bring backs for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, what to do with aging or declining vets. So we'll start with Zeke. Um, for Zeke, mm. he's already said that he's willing to take a big pay cut to stay. How big's that pay cut? Is it half the contract? Then I'm fine. Is it a million or two? Maybe let him go. And get Tony sign Tony Pollard and then just sign a veteran short yardage back in free agency that could be cheaper. If he's willing to cut that contract in half for the last two years of the deal, I'm fine with keeping him. I'm fine with keeping him. I'm, anything over ten mil a year, I'm not fine with though for Zeke. Not anymore. It's just he's just not there anymore. Tyrone Smith, I think he'll be back next year. I think next year will be his last year. But I would like to bring him back if he can be healthy and be our right tackle and t- let Tyler Smith still learn learn his ways. Obviously, not take his spot. Tyler Smith's our left tackle. Tyrone be our right tackle. Let Tyler Smith. Learn under Tyrone Smith still, though, I think would be huge for Tyler Smith. DeMarcus Lawrence, obviously not really aging or declining, but what do you do? He's on a big contract. Um, I think you keep him. Maybe could he take a little bit of a pay cut? I would like him to. I think you got to keep him, though. He had an unbelievable season for us. I don't think you can afford to lose DeMarcus Lawrence. So what do you do with Dak? Do you trade him for a high draft pick? Do you trade him to make a move for Rodgers? Do you, could you trade him for Lamar, draft a QB earlier than usual in the draft to have a ba- really good backup for the future and maybe a future starter? Um, we'll get to my mock draft here in a minute, but I said the options are for me that I would like if you were to move him. I don't think he's going to be moved. I would say I'd call the Colts. I'd offer the Colts a Dak, pick 26, and a first-round pick next year for the fourth overall pick, and I would draft C.J. Stroud if he's there. That's what I would do if I was the Dallas Cowboys. That would be my move. Now, could you trade him to make a move for Rodgers? What teams would be interested, right? There's going to be teams interested for sure. Could you move him to the Jets? You know, get him to the Jets. Um, Could you get him to the Raiders? Could you get him to the Falcons or the Panthers? Or the Saints? 
and just get some assets back and then make a move for Rodgers? Could you trade him for Lamar? Could you offer Dak and two first-round picks and a second for Lamar? I don't think anything's happening there. I would trade him for the high draft pick. Now, if, if I knew Aaron Rodgers was willing to come to Dallas, I would trade Dak to whoever to go get Rodgers. I would take two or three years of Aaron Rodgers over six years of Dak Prescott any day of the week. Any goddamn day of the week. I think what they're going to do is draft the quarterback earlier than usual. I think they will probably spend a second or third round draft pick on a quarterback that they like. Um, I think it's time to. I think it's time to cut. It's it's time it's time to move on. I think we've hit our ceiling. I think we're a team that will get to the playoffs. We'll get we'll get anywhere from ten to thirteen wins each year and get into the playoffs. I think our ceiling though is winning a playoff game every other year, maybe every three years, one every three years. Is that really what we want to keep doing? Just being okay with making the playoffs and staying relevant because we're good in the regular season? That's not what I'm here for. That's not what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the Dallas Cowboys to win a Super Bowl. I don't think we can do that with Dak Prescott. So let's go through my every round mock draft. Um, I went. I went pretty early on. I went. I went heavy offense. Besides the first round pick, the next four rounds were offense. Um, and then I kind of went defense later. Um, so the first pick at pick 26, I got Joey Porter Jr., the corner out of, out of uh, Penn State. Do I think he's going to be there? Probably not. But if he is, oh my goodness, get him. Get him. Uh, round two, I got Jalen Hyatt, a guy that can take the top off and create separation. C.D. Lamb is our all-around playmaker over the, fit, over the mi- middle of the field. Michael Gallup, I would trade him if he can. I think he should be traded. Jalen Hyatt's your guy that can create separation, speed, sir, take the top off the defense. Round three, I went Hendon Hooker, the quarterback out of Tennessee. Um, could sit behind Dak for a year or two and then come in and be our quarterback. Round four, keep Tony Pollard. I, I said I drafted Roshan Johnson in round four, the backup running back out of Texas, who I think is really damn good. Then I went tackle Jarrett Kingston out of Washington, out of, uh, Washington State. I then went Ventrell Miller, the linebacker out of Florida, who I think this would be a steal if we got him at round five. Or round, yeah, round five, I think. Round six, I went uh, Keytrail Clark, the corner out of Louisville. I then went another Louisville guy, guard Caleb Chandler. I then went DeMarco Hel- uh, Helms, the safety out of Bama. And then for the last pick, which I love, because I think this guy's a round four or five guy, Dante Stills, the West Virginia defensive uh, lineman. So I addressed some needs. A quarterback, we need another wide receiver. We need a running back to replace, replace Zeke or Tony Pollard. We need a corner to help Diggs. We need help on the O-line getting Chandler and uh, Kingston. Even if we bring back Van Dresch, I still think Ventrell Miller, we need a linebacker. Um, we And again, I drafted another corner because I think we need corner depth. Safety depth is huge. And then obviously getting, you know, we have some uh, guys that are free agents on the D-linemen, so get another D-lineman. But that's what I would do with the Cowboys offseason. We'll make more of these, though. Maybe... We, you know, we'll do mock drafts for certain teams and stuff like that as we go and, you know, draft in April. we got a lot of time to do that stuff. But, yeah, I think that'll do it today. We'll be back Friday for KB and the boys. Um, I went one and two in locks. I did hit a mortal lock, though. Brandon Moreno, mortal lock. Um, he did get the win. So I'm six and three. Holmberg, seven and two at the top. Schmidt and Carter, four and five. Nick, three and six. Panel parlay goes to 0 and three. What a start it was. Needed uh, Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns, passes. Lawrence over one and a half, Chiefs money line, Kelsey, Kirk, anytime touchdowns. First two touchdowns of the game, Kirk and Kelsey. We're off and rolling. 
Trevor Lawrence doesn't throw another one. Mahomes throws only one more because the injury. Chiefs won. Tough. But uh, Schmidt will have the um, panel parlay this week, and we'll be back Friday with that. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah, NFL playoff picks. Me and Nick at 6-4. and four. Schmidt and Carter at 4-6. and six. And Colby at 2-8 and eight with three only three picks to go. Um, those are the standings. But, yeah, we'll be back Friday. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.